Hey everyone, this is Kurt Frankum with Leading Saints, and uh, I've been putting off doing this this episode. I don't know why. I mean, I enjoy every year I do this type of episode, and I enjoy it. But it's just like one more thing. I'm sort of in that the holidays funk, right? Like I got plenty of work to do. I should probably do it, but the kids are home and the family's chilling, and maybe I should just chill too. But I'm doing it. I'm sitting down. I'm recording. This episode, which is what is leading saints in 2023 every year I do an end of year sort of recap looking forward into the new year and uh, that's what I'm doing. So, man, we've had a great 2022. I don't know. I've been talking to a few people. They've said things like uh, like some people are sort of getting out of the rhythm of podcasts, like listening on a regular basis. And it's easy to sort of project our own experience on others and assume that that's happening across the board. But when I look at our analytics and the numbers, that is not the case per se. I, I mean, we have, let me, let me pull this up. So, oh yeah. So we've had on average, we've had a 133% increase of downloads in 2022. We are getting close to, I didn't pull this number, but there's some months that we hit, we've almost hit 600,000 downloads a month. And so it's just so encouraging to see where we were at the beginning of 2022 and uh, where we're headed this, this coming year. And the progress is continues to grow. I could have never thought that this is, we would get these kind of numbers when we started the, the podcast and started putting content out there. You know, obviously leading saints were going after a niche of a niche and, uh, and I just didn't think, I thought we would plateau long ago, but hey, we're going to keep growing. Uh, we're one of, probably one of the top two or three most popular Latter-day Saint uh, podcasts that, that are independent from the church. And man, we let's just keep it going. So just for fun, let, let's review some of the content we've had in this, uh, in this past year. We are quickly approaching 13 million total downloads of the podcast, which, man, that is... So encouraging, so cool. And uh, some of the top episodes of this year, um, it, it's interesting to look at. Of course, Rob Farrell, his interview that we did back in 2019 continues to top the charts. He continues to just dominate uh, the downloads. And we actually published it twice because, as you know, every, I think it's fourth Wednesday of the month, we rebroadcast re, re a past episode right? We republish it and uh, some of the more popular ones. And so they get even more listens that way, especially for the audience. I mean, our audience is more than doubled this year and there are people who probably haven't heard the classics, right? Can you imagine not hearing some of these things? So we put them out there on the fourth Wednesday so people can benefit from it. And so these are, uh, let, let, I'll just go through the top 10 or so, the most popular ones, uh, the why we married in the temple after 20 years of, of, of in same sex relationships. My interview with Bennett and Becky Borden continues. They're right there with Rob Farrell, just getting the downloads. That's probably the second most popular episode. Again, if you haven't heard these, I'll, uh, we'll try and link to these. Actually, uh, we put on our homepage at leading saints.org. We put the top six most downloaded episodes. So you can typically go there and find them, uh, there. And uh, so then Rob, you know, Rob Farrell, so Bennett and Becky Borden, uh, creating engagement through ministering interviews. This is a phenomenal interview with Deanna Murphy. She's another one of our all-stars. That was the third most downloaded. Uh, and then uh, my interview with Blair Hodges, 
the ep, the uh, the host of the Fireside podcast. I believe that's what he's calling it. Uh, Liberals doctrine and apologetics at church. We just uh, sort of a uh, talk. We not that we get controversial, but we had a great discussion just about some of the political dynamics that uh, are passively aggressive at, at church or in our culture and whatnot. Um, Anthony Sweats. Uh, the next one is Anthony Sweats interview called Church Doctrine policy and leadership. This is a phenomenal discussion about church doctrine. There's, I mean, I can go on and, and I, I, I won't elaborate too much on these, but just for your information. And then probably the most downloaded episode, this is, is, is in our top 10. This is the only 2022 episode in our top 10. Well, there's one more, but we'll get to that. Uh, and that is our, my interview with Chris Raleigh. This is when the stake president struggles with pornography. It's been such a blessing to know Chris, get to hear his story, to share his story. And man, just so inspiring. We just did a follow-up interview, as many of you know, just a few weeks ago that you should also listen to. That'll probably be up there gathering the numbers as time passes. Um, and then how I lead in, in a mission presidency, my interview with Bruce Chang. That was in a 2021 episode uh another fun one that this i love this episode i'm encouraged that it's getting a lot of uh traction and that is the peculiar history of calling leaders in the church that's my interview with kevin tolly who is a ces teacher i believe he's in california and just some fun interesting stories he's got a great book that is full of just how leaders have been called in our church history. So, and then uh, I believe this one was Dan Duckworth. Why testimony is not the only goal, goal for Latter-day Saints. I believe that is one of the presentations that was part of our uh, leading, uh, what, what do we call it? Young Saints virtual conference. And uh, we put it on the podcast and away it goes. So just some cool things that are happening, some cool progress in, in 2020, 2022. And uh, we are, we're moving. And, I just got to say, like, this could not have been done without people like you donors. We, um, man, maybe I should get into that. I, I often tell, and I'll, I'll get into that story. Let, let, let's tell the story first. Gather around, children. Let's uh, sit on the floor here. And uh, Grandpa Kurt here will tell you the story of leading saints. Because this is the question. As I meet people in, in real life, uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. Because as I meet people, they can't get past my voice. That It is actually my voice. This is not enhanced or edited or adjusted to make me sound so awesome. This is literally my voice. And so when they meet me in person, they're always like, it's so strange hearing your voice. But uh, but as I meet people and, you know, I do a lot of lunches. And by the way, if you ever want to drive out to Tooele County and, and go to lunch, I'm game. I'd love to meet. And I always need a reason to get out of my, my home office um, and go to lunch. So I've actually done that several times this this past year and met some phenomenal people and just so fun to hear their stories and how they're benefiting from the leading saints content and whatnot so yeah let's do lunch anytime you want to drive out here so but again what they typically ask me is like how did this all begin so if you've heard this story before feel free to skip ahead uh no no judgment there but i'll quickly tell the story of leading saints so this is how it went down it all begins in 20 2006 no 2005 i was uh home from my mission i got home from my mission in 2003 from sacramento california and i started a few years later a year or so later i started attending a i guess you would call it a ysa ward in 
uh, in Taylorsville, Utah, uh, which is in the, the Salt Lake Valley. And um, we met at the Salt Lake Community College Institute building. And that was, I was living at home with my parents. And that was just sort of the local YSA word that was available. So I started attending there. And I was called as the elders quorum president. And this was really my first go at being an elders quorum president. I had not a ton of, or, or this is my first go at being a leader, I should say. I didn't have a ton of leadership experience at all. I mean, I've been the deacon's quorum president, I guess, at some point, and the teacher's quorum president, and the priest quorum first assistant, right? Um, and then I, I was a district leader on my mission, like to a couple of companionships. So it wasn't this intense leadership calling. But so here I was in a YSA ward called as the elders quorum president, a room full of 100 plus elders, even though the doctrine covenant says you should only have 96 in the quorum. We broke the rules. And I would I thought, you know, this is great. Like, I actually want to make a difference. I want to put in the time. I want to work hard. And finally, they have, they've called somebody who actually wants to try. <laughs> this is the naivete that I had back in the day, right? Of course, most leaders want to make a difference and they try really hard. But, and so I went to work, right? And I, you know, reassessed the home teaching routes. I uh, learned everybody's name. I, I went through the, I printed out the ward directory, you know, the picture directory, and I learned names. And, and uh, so that, and that was actually a pretty good move there. But, um, but I made a lot of mistakes too. I did the guilt trip lesson. I remember there's a member of the bishopric in the in the room after I gave this like intense like guilt trip lesson. Again, not that I like was blatant about guilt, but you know, like hey, the you know, we've been asked to do this. We should really do home teaching and um and I remember the bishopric member standing up and just sort of praising my name at the end. Oh, President Frankum, he's, I completely agree. And we need to get out there and home teach. Right. And I remember I wrote during that lesson, I wrote on the board, that our home teaching percentage, it was 39%. I was like, oh, so write it on the board here. Now look at it. There it is. Oh, I can like feel the shame of <laughs> by looking at the number. Right. And I thought I'm going to wheel this number into the high nineties through my dynamic leadership and effort. I'm going to do this. And so I had no idea how to delegate anything. I had no clue what I was doing other than just brunt force. Right. And so I went, I'd spend long nights at the clerk's office, like, because back then you had to go to the clerk's office to rearrange the home teaching routes in the computer system. And I remember I, I could just get the right, uh, you know, companionships lined up and then magically this would increase the chances. And then I, I bought a big book of stamps and I, if people didn't weren't at church to get their home teaching assignment, I would put it in an envelope and I mailed it to them. So there are no excuses of anybody faltering. Um, and just, I mean, I was just burning the candle both ends, just trying so hard. And I remember at the end of that next month, I looked up in the, recorded all the the home teaching numbers and my 39% percentage the week, the month before went down to 38%. And I was like defeated thinking, oh man, like I really, I really tried hard here and for what, you know? And so I did meet my wife in that ward. And so I think I was eligible for president for nine months or something and met my wife. Obviously we got engaged, moved out of that ward. And I left that experience kind of just deflated. I just, what? I mean, I tried really hard. I didn't even move the needle. Ugh, I was really disenchanted by the whole leadership 
concept. And so uh, we moved into a basement par- apartment, practically a shoebox for a year. And then uh, we moved into, we bought a condo in South Salt Lake. And uh, in this, this was a very transient ward, um, inner city ward. And I was called into uh, the bishopric for a couple of years. And that was some helpful leadership perspective and experience. And then I would, then that bishop got released and I was called as the high priest group leader back when that was a thing. And here I am, the high priest group leader being called. And I thought, you know what? Why even try? What is the point of trying when nothing seemed to work back when I was elders quorum president? But the thing that got me is I could walk into a Barnes and Noble and there'd be bookshelves full of life leadership, business leadership, family leadership. I mean, anything leadership they had research there. Like there was this concept of organizational behavior that people were majoring in and getting PhDs in and, and putting research to how to motivate people, how to run an organization. But nobody was talking about this research, talking about these concepts, these principles in the context of the church. So I had an idea. I thought, you know what? I'm not a leadership guru per se. Not anywhere close. Obviously, I've failed in any leadership attempt I've had before. But maybe I could create a platform where I could bring the experts, bring the gurus, bring the researchers, the PhDs, the the authors, and sit them down and, and say, all right, how do we actually transform an organization in the context of the church? Can we just rely on priesthood authority, priesthood keys? Is that all it should take? Then why isn't it working? And so I started a blog. This was in 2010. I believe it was May 26, 2010. I went to the old uh, domain purchase. I don't forget what, GoDaddy or something that I purchased it from. And I bought the domain leadingLDS.com. And that's when the blog started. And I was hit and miss with the blog. And I would read a book and write a blog post and seemed to be picking up some traction. I think I'd get like... uh, what was it like uh, 30 hits a day, you know, 30 website visits. Oh, man, well, there's somebody out there who's, who's listening. And that went on off and on for four years or so. And then 2014, I became more familiar with, uh, with podcasts. Uh, now during this time I was, uh, I served as high priest group leader for two years. And then I was called as the Bishop of that ward. I served in that for five years. And then I became a member of the state presidency And so it was sort of like I had these unique perspectives of leadership issues and concepts and really daunting problems at times. And that helped fuel the ideas of what I could go research and write about and and, or who I could reach out to and whatnot. So in in 2014, I figured out – I jumped in and figured out how to produce a podcast. And that's really when it picked up some traction. Um. And, and was getting, you know, more and more listeners and podcasting was becoming more of a cool thing. So, um, 2014 started the podcast by 2016. Uh, we've just had, had so much momentum that, uh, we became a nonprofit 501 C three and I was running a web development business at the time. And so I actually sold my, my share in that and went, full-time with leading saints. And that's another thing that people may not realize is when they hear me and know that I put a lot of work into leading saints, this isn't just a part-time effort. This is my full-time job. And it has been my full-time job since 2016. And boy, has it been a ride. I just feel so lucky 
every day that I can wake up and do this. And I sometimes joke that I, you know, I read the the handbook on Tuesday afternoons as part of my job. And it's so fascinating, right? And most of all, I mean, reading the handbook isn't necessarily my favorite thing to do, but, uh, you know, I want to be up to pace with what's changing and what's in the handbook and whatnot. But uh, the fact that I get to sit down with, with remarkable authors, best-selling authors from around the world and leaders. I mean, I just interviewed this. You'll hear this episode in a few weeks, but I just interviewed the state, a stake president in Ukraine. He's 29 years old and leading a stake during wartime. I mean, just phenomenal stories, phenomenal principles. What I learn, and to be honest, a lot of it is a little selfish because I learn so much. And then, of course, I share it with the world as well and invite you in on that journey. We all learn together, but man, what a, what a blessing. So that is the story of, of leading saints. And now uh, the question a lot of people naturally lead into is they look at me and think, wait a minute, this is your full-time job. How on earth do you make money as a nonprofit organization? And well, that's where the big chunk of gratitude goes to this audience of leaning in and helping us out and contributing because we have a lot. I don't know. I have the exact number in front of me, but we have a lot of hundreds of uh, recurring donors who donate on a monthly basis, some on a yearly basis, some give a lot, some give a little, some who give a little that is still a lot to them, uh, anywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month. And they contribute, they give. And that helps us have the resources to. Um, put the content together, put virtual conferences together, you know, to do those types of things that uh, help us create the content and market it and put it out there to the world. And uh, so that's a big chunk of how we raise money is individuals who just give on a recurring basis. And that really, if there's any meaning or purpose to this episode today, I just would want to convince you, will you please just contribute something to leading saints? I know many of you are listening or Maybe it's been a while since you've listened, or maybe you're out of a church calling, so you don't really feel like you need leading saints as much anymore, but um, would you still support it? Because you are helping leaders across the world gain access to additional content that's helping them lead. I get several emails every every week from leaders across the world who say, I, I this has transformed how I lead. I am a better leader. I'm a more confident leader. Uh, the, the, the culture of my ward's better because of these ideas that I contemplate and consider uh, through Leading Saints. And so it is making a huge difference. You can actually go to the about page at leadingsaints.org slash about. And at the bottom there, there are testimonials and they are inspiring to read to just see the impact that we're having on leaders across the world. So would you would you go to leadingsaints.org slash donate or go to the, just the, any page on the website and hit the green do- donate button or whatever color it is now, but um, hit the donate button and just give something. Uh, it can be a yearly payment that you just worry about once a year, but it really does make a difference. And we we need that. We, we have so many ambitious goals for 2023, which I'll get into in just a minute, but we cannot do it without your your contribution. And uh, so please, leadingsaints.org slash donate and uh, help us out, okay? I will, if you need any help to make it easier, you can email me, we'll get on the phone, I'll walk you through it, whatever you need to do, I'm willing to work for it and and make it as easy as possible. So that really does make a difference. Now, the other way that we fund Leading Saints is through virtual conferences. 
And I'm happy to report that in this coming year of 2023, we'll have additional virtual conferences. Um, we're actually in the works of, well, I'll get to those as far as the topic in just a minute. But the virtual conference, it's we, we make it free to anybody who wants to attend for free. And we do that with all of our content. If you haven't noticed, like we don't want this content to be to ever be out of reach for for church leaders, no matter how much money they have or you know what they can contribute. So yeah, all of our content is always made available for free before uh, we put it behind a paywall or a donation wall or whatever it is. And uh, so the virtual conferences, they're free for anybody who wants to sign up through their email if they want to watch day to day. But if they want the recordings and additional uh, benefits, uh, we ask for a donation. And so that actually raises quite a bit of money with every virtual conference we do to help supplement uh, our costs and expenses of producing the podcast and just moving forward. So every time you see a virtual conference, please donate. Help us out that way because it's one way that we uh, trade value for value. You make a donation, we'll give you an awesome virtual conference that'll hopefully bless your life. Um, And then we have larger donors. I mean, I would like to say we have a lot of larger donors. We need a whole lot more. And so um, this is going to be an effort in this coming year of 2023. Uh, I'll be spending a good chunk of my time networking, connecting with individuals who are looking to contribute to a worthwhile mission. You know, these are individuals who can write five figure, six figure checks, maybe seven figure checks. That would really solve a lot of problems. Uh, But and we, and and this is you know all the all the third party nonprofits that uh, are surround the church are uh, have larger donors you know there's I can go down the list but there's Leading Saints is one of many third party nonprofit organizations that uh, want to see the church succeed are faith promoting and but are independent and uh, depend on in uh, you know separate donations from individuals. And so if you are the type of person, if you're listening to this, if you're the type of person who can write a, even a four figure check uh, or higher, I would really love to connect with you. And I just, I could go through just what our plans are in more detail in 2023 and beyond and uh, see why this is a worth, worthwhile place to put a donation, especially as a 501c3. So between those three areas, the recurring donors, the virtual conferences and the larger donors, we are able to um, move forward and uh, and make this all work. So it's awesome, and we are have a lot more. And maybe that's what I'll get into now with with what's coming in twenty twenty three. Let's start with the virtual conferences in, in twenty twenty three. We are I'm in the works. I've actually already recorded some of these sessions for a virtual conference called Recovering Saints. And we did the, if you'll remember, we did the Liberating Saints virtual conference, which is all about how to help individuals overcome a struggle with pornography. Or some may frame it an addiction to pornography. Now I wanted to do a virtual conference that was more focused on everything all addictions outside, at least substance abuse addictions outside of pornography. So alcoholism, uh, medications, hard drugs, street drugs, whatever you want to be and whatever you want to say. And, and we've gotten some, we have some phenomenal speakers lined up uh, and we're recording those and we're hoping February, March, uh, that'll be ready to be released. And again, we'd love for you to participate that donate and help us, help us uh, raise some money for um, our other project in 2023. And it's going to, the the sessions I've already recorded are so good and so helpful. So look for that. Um, 
I also want to do, I'm trying to play with some different ideas. I'd love your feedback. You can go to leadingsaints.org slash contact if you have any ideas uh, for future virtual conferences. But here's some, a few ideas I've been playing with. So I want to do a virtual conference and I don't know if this will be like one with a ton of speakers. I want to do it all around the specific doctrine of repentance because boy, this is an area people, you know, obviously repentance is a big part of, of our church and, and, you know, progressing in our church and whatnot and, and all the things, right. And it's a, it's a core doctrine, but it is, I'm more and more surprised just how repentance processes in, involving church leaders, how much they vary across the board. And the more I come back to it, the more I think, I think there's just a misunderstanding of the doctrine of repentance in general. Like what is, what are we doing here? And, you know, David Durfee, the interview, very popular one. I'm, I'm surprised that's not in the top 10. It should be, but there's only 10 spots, you know? Uh, but my interview with David Durfee, so many people appreciated that. And there's so many insights as far as the concept of repentance and what we're trying to do, especially when someone has to come in and confess and why do we confess? And then what about, you know, uh, membership councils and how do we move someone through that in a way that removes shame and, and gets them back on track without beating them up along the way spiritually and whatnot. And so I don't know, that's one thing I'm playing with is, uh, repentance, having a virtual conference all around repentance, where we learn from scholars or other people, I mean, authors, I don't know, and, and really dive into understanding repentance in a, a, a more effective way, more helpful way so that we can be helpful for those uh, who turn to leaders for repentance. So that's one idea. And then there's, there's probably a few of these past virtual conferences that, that we need to relaunch and almost pretend like we're doing it. We haven't done it before and see what other presenters are out there. Um, Like for example, the motivating saints virtual conference, this is phenomenal, but I think we only had nine or so presenters in that. And it, to me, this is just that alone. I mean, the value you, you'll get out of the the motivating saints. And again, if you're a recurring donor, you'll get access to all those recordings. Uh, so, so helpful because that's one of the biggest concerns people have that I get emails from people saying, how do we motivate our people? You know, I, I they just don't seem to do what I ask. And as a volunteer organization, what can I do? And, you know, there's there's so much you can do. There's so much research behind motivating people. And uh, just a matter. So, anyways, we we should probably relaunch the motivating saints and others. The the um, questioning saints is another one to probably relaunch. And there's so because there's so many good things there, but there's been more books and more research and more people we can include in that. And so, just make a, a well-rounded library. So, that's what's coming in 2023 with with virtual conferences. And I again be open to any of your ideas. You can share at leadingsaints.org/contact. Now, this next thing that we're going all in on, and this, because we've just seen such a dramatic, a transformational experience for leaders who've participated in retreats. Now, if you'll remember, and if you haven't listened to this, go back to the interview I did just recently with Ryan Gottfriedson. He talks about the concept of vertical development, um, and his research is phenomenal and so helpful as far as how do we progress, help people progress uh, even leaders, right? Because we believe in a in a faith and a theology of progression, right? We aren't just sanct or we aren't just justified through Christ. We're sanctified through Christ, and sanctification is connected to eternal 
progression or progression in general, right? And becoming more like our father in heaven, right? And and how do we do this? And we've, we've sort of fallen back on just tried and true methods that maybe aren't as effective <laughs> of just like we go to church every week and we study the, the scriptures and we say comments and we do. And again, I'm not, I don't mean to be critical of any of those methods that are strong in our tradition, but I think there's some better ways. And so these retreat experiences, which uh, we are figuring out more and more how to do these best, but we had a retreat back in 2022, a women's retreat, and it was a huge success. Just everybody walking away from that retreat, just raving on how awesome it was. I, uh, we are in the works of um, confirming some various venues uh, around the country. I'd love to do some, man, in the future, Canada, Australia, the UK. I mean, really get out there because here's the thing. As, as we talk about, Ryan Goffert and I talk about is when you invite people into a container where we can focus and have an experience, it is transformational. You see this model. We are very good in our faith tradition of using this model in the context of, of uh, the youth, right? FSY for the strength of youth experiences. What do we call them? Conferences. We send youth to those because we put the, it's like they're in a container and a an experience container where they can have transformational experiences and and they come back different people right but then for some reason when somebody turns into adult we think oh well you don't need that anymore but we do in fact i would argue that we need it more than the youth need it if we can get these experiences more available to adults then the the youth will benefit as well from from that transformation that their parents are going through or their mentors or their youth leaders or their bishops or whatnot right and so we have some phenomenal retreat models that man i wish all of you could come and i want all of you to come and and uh you can go to leadingsaints.org/gathering to see the details of what's available. Um, some of the details aren't locked in quite yet, but you can still get on waiting lists and whatnot. The big one I want to push right now is we are going to Arizona with the Warrior Heart crew for a men's retreat in April of 2023, April 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It's a three-day, two-night experience, and we have a phenomenal venue. And Every leader who has come to this has been so impacted. I don't mean to speak with too much hyperbole, and really there's not a lot of hyperbole there. These are transformational experiences. This is an, a vertical development experience. Now, typically in our culture and inside and outside the church, we think, oh, you know, you need to develop as an individual. Maybe you should go see a therapist, right? And like, who wants to see a therapist? Now, sometimes we're pushed there when suddenly our marriage is falling apart or we don't know how to grapple with a struggle with pornography or substance abuse, whatever. It's like, okay, I think I really need some therapy. But it's the leader who feels like his life is all together, doesn't seem to be have too much trauma or, uh, you know, opposition that's, you know, he goes to work every day and he serves in church. And I think I'm okay. But man, it's those individuals that need this, these, these retreat experiences. And so I invite you to consider these and check these out. This is, we're trying to figure out how to do this. And, and we're sort of in, in startup company mode again with these retreats because we know they're impactful, but they're, they can also be very expensive, right? 
Now, we have some phenomenal donors who've stepped up to help us with scholarships. And this is another part of me going out and and uh, engaging with some potential uh, large donors is I want to show them like we are making a difference through these retreat experiences. We're not just a podcast. We are so much more than a podcast by helping people having transformational experiences that when they return home, they will be a new leader, a better leader, a more prepared leader, a more confident leader because of these experiences. And so I don't want, I really don't want anybody to be, be scared away from these retreats because of the cost. There's always going to be a scholarship application process and you would be surprised just how many um, scholarships we can cover through our generous donors and making you uh, be a part of that. So don't let finances stop you, especially man, when I get an, when I get a Bishop, Oh, actually this, uh, this few weeks ago, I had three, seminary teachers, full-time seminary teachers reach out to me and say, Hey, we, we would love to go to these, go to a retreat, but with the seminary teacher salary, it's a little bit costly for us. And I said, great, go apply for a scholarship. And when you're, and I, I don't want to give too much away here, but I'm just saying like, if, if you have one of these uh, leadership calling that we know that your transformation will, will better prepare you to go back and lead a ward or teach a class or lead youth or whatever it that's going to weigh into our decision as far as what, where we put the scholarship. So please consider these retreats, get there. Don't be, don't be nervous about that being weird or awkward. It's just a, it's like a FSY for adults. That's simply it. Should your youth be nervous going to FSY? Of course not. Yeah, of course there'd be moments of getting out of their comfort zone and talking to other people and whatnot. But by the end of these these FSY experiences, they they love it. They've got friends and they stay in text groups and whatnot. And so the same dynamic will happen uh, with these retreats. And uh, man, just just consider, I'm like on my knees here. Like consider it. And if you can get to Arizona in April, please, we'd love to have you there. And uh, I will be there. Uh, Steve Shields will be there if you've, he's former guest of the, of the podcast. And, uh, we, this, that uh, retreat, we're partnering with the warrior heart group, which meant I've talked about before and putting up phenomenal retreat for men. And this is for men who are like, and my marriage isn't doing so well, or I, <clears throat> I, I, I struggle with pornography and I don't know really what to do next, or could be the Bishop. Like, you know, I think I'm, life is pretty good, but I'm intrigued. Like I could really benefit from maybe a transformational experience and just coming in or even just observing, right? Like, okay, great. Let's come do it. All right. If I, if I beat that horse to death, we, we, we want you to consider the retreats. Another focus with 2023 that is uh, really exciting to me is uh, Dan Duckworth. Uh, many of you know, he's on, he's the, what do we call him? The president of our board of directors. So he's on our board of directors and he has jumped in. He, man, I, I just love Dan. And I hope he hears this and knows that. I mean, I tell him it personally, so I try to. But he, the way he came into the leading saints world, it was orchestrated by God. And I'll go to my grave believing that. I mean, we he walked into this organization in a time where I really needed needed a partner in this effort. And uh, he's been that guy. And it's been awesome. And he's got so much experience that I don't have, so much perspective, so much leadership that I wish I had. Maybe I'll get there someday. But he's really jumped in and he's uh, we, we've been uh, putting our heads together the last few weeks, strategizing on how we can really get some funding that can take Leading Saints to the next level. Because 
another big thing that we need is, is human resources. Okay. Now we need to hire some people, but right now we don't have the funds to hire full-time people, but we need to hire probably at least three additional people uh, to leading saints and helping the day-to-day effort. I don't know if I'll ever have an office or just work remotely or whatever, but probably remotely. Uh, so, so we hope to put some job postings up in the next six months or so of people saying, Hey, we've secured funding. We need to hire some people and they could just, there's so much that, uh, we hope that these individuals can offload off of my plate so that I can really invest myself, not only in fundraising, but in content creation, right? That's my bread and butter is getting on the mic, sitting down with somebody and facilitating a discussion that can be recorded and shared with the world. So human resources, is another big thing. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm going to wrap up at this point, but again, I want to just ask as nicely as possible that, uh, anybody listening to this, will you give something, just give something, even if it's a dollar a month, like we could use that and, and, and it adds up in ways that you would not that you would not realize it just is so helpful whatever you can give i want this to be an organization for the people by the people for the leaders by the leaders and uh, we need that additional funding to make that happen so give something now maybe you're thinking oh don't worry kurt i'm on the team i'm already giving well guess what every every december every january we need to reassess what we're giving what we're doing and i would ask maybe could you give a little bit more maybe a dollar or two more and again, you can reach out to me at leadingsaints.org slash contact, and I can help you figure out how to increase your donation. Our system, our system doesn't necessarily allow you to do that automatically for various reasons that I've spent hours and hours trying to figure out. But, um, but if you reach out to me, I can make that really easy. Just send me an email and we'll do it real quick and it'd be awesome. So, uh, so maybe increase your donation if you're already giving and then, uh, get involved. Like maybe I'm just thinking of the, this past year in 2023, how many bishops have been released? How many stake presidents have been released? How many mission presidents? How many release society presidents? How many, so many leaders who've been like hyper-focused on giving and serving and doing, you know, having all your responsibilities and suddenly it's gone. And so if you're looking for, Hey, no, I got, two, three hours a week that I used to give elsewhere. And I could probably, it's sort of like a mini, mini, mini mission, right? (laughs) So maybe you're not ready to put the papers in and go on a a full-time mission. But if you could give a few hours a week, reach out to Leading Saints and let's let's figure out a place for you and you can still contribute with your experience and whatnot. Um, And we can can put you to work. So that's another way uh, you can help. And, And then just, large donors. Uh, if, if you have a network of individuals who would at least sit down with me and talk about, uh, our plan for 2023 and beyond what we're trying to do, what, where the funding will go. And I promise you'll be surprised. And maybe we'll announce this point. We already have a donor who is waiting for a presentation who wants to give that, um, that it would be very encouraging for other donors to be a part of that. I can't say who it is. I know I'm being very vague, but I don't mean to be that way. Um, but you're, you'll be a part of, of a team of larger donors that are really helping, but maybe you have an uncle say, Hey, I got an uncle who's CEO of XYZ company and, and man, he's about to retirement and he's looking to give, give and, or I've got a cousin who sold a company and man, maybe I connect you to, that would be great. I will, I would work hard to make sure that they are 
respected and would be able to hear our mission and, and see if they can help out that way. All right. In the coming days, maybe even later today, probably not, but we'll see how it goes. Um, we're going to reach just some fun episodes. I'm going to do some, I've gotten a bunch of question and answers submitted of different, maybe leadership dynamics and concepts that, uh, we'll play with and, and I'll share my perspective. I'll share maybe some past, uh, some highlights of our newsletter, which if you're not getting, go to leadingsaints.org slash subscribe and make sure you're signed up for our newsletter. And I got a interview with Ross Ritchie, who is a former guest of, or not a guest, a uh, former member of the board of directors of leading saints. And we have just a sort of a fun discussion about random topics. And uh, so a lot coming up, hopefully to publish this week. But thank you. Wow, what a 2022 we've had. And just the fact that you listen, that you share. I mean, it, it almost brings me to tears when I hear those moments of uh, when somebody emails me and says, hey, I listened to this episode and I dropped the link into my an interview or into an email or a uh, text message to my brother who is a bishop and he loved it. Or I even hear of bishops who who share the newsletter and have a discussion during ward council or whatnot. It's just so encouraging when you share. And uh, of course we'd love a donation, but at least go share this. All right, here we go. 2023.